Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Greetings, everyone. Everyone looks great. Wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is, greetings. Thank you for being here. This is the Global Watch International Prayer Room. Today, we are hosted by the UK Watch. It is November 16th. This is Jerusalem, 3 p.m. So, Barry, take it away. Hi, bless you. Thanks, Chanel. And again, a very warm welcome from the UK to all of the family such an important family and um, I think that that is the theme today we talk about family in in so many different regards but we want to really focus on family in relation to all of its different facets obviously our own families the church family and uh, everything else that we we have around us and really just to um, start and obviously just commit this time to the Lord uh, and then we'll just bring up a, a scripture and take it through. Today um, we're blessed by Eleanor is going to be um, starting with the presentation and Suzanne will be making then some um, declarations. We do plan to have breakout time of uh, 15 minutes um, if the time works well for us. And we'll take it from there. But um, there are a number of prayer topics which are obviously available. So uh, let's just commit it. Holy Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you that you are the Father that who decided that there should be families. And we just want to thank you that you've welcomed us into your own family by the precious blood of Jesus. And Father, we just thank you that uh, you've given us authority to take over any plans of the enemy to in any way disrupt this time together. So we take that authority right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we say you will have no domain, no license to operate here over any of our electronic connections or any other feature. We command you to be removed and be cast into the sea in Jesus' name. So I just really want to uh, start by looking at what was written in uh, Genesis in uh, um, chapter 1, verse 27, Genesis 1, 27, which uh, says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And then we, we see in Malachi, 4 verse and 6 Malachi 4 verse 6 and it says here and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest I come and strike the earth with a curse well it's a strong warning but it's the father's heart obviously that uh, the earthly fathers and uh, families should be clearly together so on, on that um, basis, we'd like to just share this first song today, which is Father God. This particular recording is um, made by a, a local church. It's not uh, professional as such, but it's good, and it gives a good representation of the different elements of uh, the families. 
thank you, Margaret, so much for doing that. You can see it was a, a collection of all um, parts of the generation, so that's, that's great to see. So really now, to be blessed to pass to Eleanor for her to bring this introduction into family. Thank you, Barry. So today, as Barry said, we're going to focus on the family. And while we'll be talking and praying as it concerns us here in the UK, we, we are very aware that this is a global issue. We're sure that many of you who come from um, other countries will identify with at least some of the same or similar issues where you are living. Scripture tells us that the family is a God construct ordained by him. A foundational institution of society for the mutual support of a group of closely knit people for the nurturing of the present and the next generation. God's plan and purpose for the family is to prepare every individual for a creative and spirit-filled life. The nuclear family, in the UK at least, traditionally consisted of a man, a woman, and an average of 2.4 children. And for many years, this was accepted as the norm. But now we're hardly permitted to talk like this. I need hardly tell you that the family is under attack. There is a persistent and ever increasing attack on marriage, on children, on sexuality, and on family life. And it's happening through legislation and through cultural and social changes, through the media, both mainstream and social media, and education, to mention just a few. I don't want to major on the negative issues, but it, it is necessary to look at what has gone so very wrong. The sanctity of marriage in this country has been watered down over several decades, partly as a result of the weakening of Christian commitment in the country. This has resulted in fewer marriages. The marriage rate today has dropped to less than one third of what it was 50 years ago. There's more cohabiting and we've got soaring divorce rates, which is largely due to successive legislative easing of the divorce laws. This in turn has meant the breakdown of the nuclear family. Many children growing up in single parent families, many absent fathers, and a blurring of the roles within marriage. And sadly now, as we enter the second generation of marriage breakdown, many young people are entering adult life without any experience or understanding of what family life could and should be. Katie Forst, a leading American advocate for the rights of children to grow up with a married mother and father, describes marriage as 
the most child-friendly institution the world has ever known. Based on her own difficult background, she says the children need three things to be emotionally nourished. Mother's love, father's love, and stability. Well, of course, we all know that this is true. I used to work in a very deprived part of the country, which had particularly high family breakdown, family breakdown statistics and the highest rate of teenage pregnancies in the country, if not in Europe. I did some work tracing almost all of the chronic disease and societal problems to poor or inadequate parenting. I was shocked to realize that very few of the homes that I realized that I visited had a table around which a family could sit to eat, to talk, to engage with each other. Mealtimes were rather a case of microwaved meals eaten on trays in front of the television or even in the bedroom. There was very little concept of what has always been my understanding of family life. So that's a very brief overview of how the value of marriage has been reduced in our country. If we look at fatherhood, similarly, we now have a second generation of absent fathers, a lack of commitment, and no real understanding of family responsibilities. Now, I know that there are many fathers who are doing their very best for their children in difficult circumstances. But the fact is, there is a large number of men and women also who have turned their back on the, on the children whom they are responsible for having brought into the world. Another anecdotal story relates to a period when I worked in the local men's prison. One of my jobs was to screen the prisoners immediately after they'd been sentenced in the courts in order to ascertain if there were any suicidal tendencies. The first question was, who knows you're here? Often there was a girlfriend, sometimes a mother, but almost never a father. In fact, I can only recall one who had a father and he broke down and wept because he felt he was letting his parents down so badly. What does this say of the brokenness of our society? Most of the young men admitted to our prisons do not have a father. What a statement. And children. Children are under attack from the moment of conception. Since the Abortion Act was passed in the United Kingdom in 1967, more than 9 million abortions have been performed in this country. 9 million lives prevented from being born. But then those children who do get to birth and survive, they then have to pass through the gauntlet, gauntlet of their innocence being robbed by our liberal education 
and media and social expectations with a very humanistic woke agenda and extremely perverted gender issues. Some children are exploited and abused by bitter family breakups. Many are hurt, confused and damaged as part of the collateral damage. Scripture says that children are a gift from the Lord. They are infinitely precious. So in a few minutes, we're going to be going into breakout rooms to pray. We really need to pray about these issues. Let's thank the Lord for his wisdom and his tender mercy in ordaining this wonderful structure, family, this God-given structure. Let's pray for a deep repentance and a recognition of how far family life in our nation has fallen. Let's pray for a restoration of the incredible wonder of God's creation of a new life and the need to proactively feed truth and revelation into our children's lives. Let's pray for Christian families that they would work together to stay together and model an example that would make society stop and inquire. Let us support those single parents who are striving to do the best for their children in difficult circumstances. And let's pray for Christian leaders, teachers and social workers, that they would navigate all the traps around us and speak truth with love and courage. I'm now going to hand over to Suzanne, Suzanne Ferret, who's the founder and uh, leader of uh, Passion for the Nation. And following that, we'll go into breakout rooms. Thank you. Thank you, Eleanor. Thank you very, very much. And thank you, Barry and Brenda, for, your, for starting us off so well and for choosing that song. Let's just uh, begin in that place of repentance for every one of us, there are common factors, you know, which emanation we're from that Eleanor touched on so so remarkably, actually, in that, that brief time. And there'll be some differences. But we just want to come and we want to begin, Lord, for repenting for where marriage and family have broken down. Lord, within our own lives, our own families, maybe within our churches, and almost I feel as somebody from the UK on my watch, so many of the changes that Eleanor spoke of have been in my generation. And we just come, Lord, and we ask your forgiveness. Lord, we, we haven't even understood and we haven't valued the significance of what is written in your word and is laid out, Lord, as a blueprint for society. And because of that, Lord, we haven't taught this generation about the sanctity of marriage. We haven't taught this generation, Lord, about godly sexuality, about uh, true gender identity, Lord God. We haven't taught them about strong and healthy families, Lord God, as they're laid down in your word. And neither, as Eleanor just touched on that, that topic of abortion, have we taught them the value of the human life. 
And so, Lord, we just come. And, Lord, we cry out to you for forgiveness. We cry out to you in repentance. And, Lord, where we have opened the door for our children and our children's children, Lord, to be taught and trained by the agendas of the enemy. And, Lord, not by your word, not by your love, not by your spirit. And, Lord, we have left room for the enemy to move in upon this generation and to use it for his own destructive purposes. And so, Lord, we do come in that place of repentance with repentant hearts before your throne. But, Lord, we also want to thank you that this is a day of turning. And, Lord, there is an awakening of your church across the nations. And, Lord, as your church awakens and as your church rediscovers the power of prayer and the truth of your word, Lord, that which was impossible in the past season is now possible. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to uh, begin, and I'm just going to touch a few of those core topics before we go into breakout rooms. But in Deuteronomy 6, 7, uh, talking about the, uh, his commandments, God says through the writer, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. So he's saying, first of all, to the adults, impress these truths upon your children. And then in Proverbs 23, 21, the writer there says, listen to your father who gives you life. Do not despise your mother when she is old. And Lord, right now, we thank you for the blueprints of heaven contained within your word that they are the solutions to society and to society's problems in our day. Lord, we just want to declare that there is a fresh revelation and Lord, a fresh excitement coming upon your people that the solutions we need are there, they are available and they're not in man's wisdom but Lord, that they are found in your word and they're found in your heart. And Lord, we just cry out that that fresh revelation will come to your people quickly. Lord, it will come in depth with an understanding, Lord, that your word carries with it power to bring change. And so, Lord, we declare in our nations, stable, healthy families built according to your word will again become a foundation of society. Lord, we declare this is the day for relationships within families to be restored. Lord, for a healing where there have been breakdowns of relationship and for new lines of communication to be established that love and respect can increase. We declare a fresh level of wisdom and leadership to husbands, to wives, to fathers and mothers, 
the grandparents, to foster parents, to carers, that strong and loving homes will be established. And so, Lord, we do just speak health and healing to marriage and parent-child relationships, Lord God. We speak wholeness to children in our communities. Lord, that the power of your love will bring change and transformation. And Lord, we just want us, as we come together as your people, Lord, we lift off the pain, the shame, Lord, the disappointments, Lord, and we just cry out, Lord, that fresh hope and fresh joy. Right now, Lord, we declare it's being released to all those struggling within those family relationships in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we cry out for godly priorities in every policy and potential policy of our governments concerning all these family-related matters. Lord, whether that is in the laws, whether it's in the court judgments, whether it's to do with financial decisions or social care. And Lord, we just declare that you are releasing even now new financial models, Lord, and new movements from within your churches, Lord God, and from your body, that there will be training, there will be counselling, there will be skill and care available to everybody who has need. Lord, that won't be based on the world's wisdom, but on your word and your truths. Ephesians 5 just says, you know, it's a very familiar scripture. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother. That refers back to the nuclear family that Eleanor was speaking of. You know, that a husband will be joined to his wife and that a husband will love his wife as he loves himself and a wife should respect her husband. And in the name of Jesus, we declare across our families, our communities, and across our nations, marriage is ordained and commissioned by God. And we declare that marriage, uh, we decree and declare marriage again will be honored in our lands. That the church of Jesus Christ will change modeling and releasing strong, loving, respectful relationships lord god lord we just cry out and lord we declare that right now there is a new ability to model to mentor and to encourage and a new opportunity coming upon all those of your people who are walking in strong committed and loving marriages and Lord, that you right now, that you will, you are calling out mentors, Lord, from amongst those people, that there will be a multiplication across lands, Lord God, of healthy, loving families. And we speak restoration to those struggling and healing to all those whose hearts and lives 
have been wounded within that marriage and family context. I love that emphasis that was brought about fathers. And Ephesians 6, it just says, fathers, don't exasperate your children. Exasperate, I suspect, is quite a wide word. But your children, but raise them up with loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of our Lord. And we just want to decree and we declare, because it is a new season, that fathers and mothers will rediscover their role as it is written in your word, that families will be whole as both men and women take their God-given place, functioning within the heart and values of the father. And we specifically declare that fathers in our nations will rediscover the power of strong love, the kindness of godly discipline, and the blessing of patient encouragement. That a generation of children will take their places fully equipped for life. Lord, we just want to ask you right now that you will bring healing, Lord, and you would release healing into the hearts of fathers and of mothers. And Lord, all of those who have had taken responsibility for children and where failure and regret have caused guilt to come upon them. And Lord, we thank you that there is healing, Lord, for whatever situation individuals have walked through. Lord, there is healing, Lord, for every wound that has been opened up. And Lord, we just call forth right now the support structures and the godly family mentors that are required in Jesus' name. And Isaiah 49 just says, can a, can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child that she has born? And Lord, we just, we speak strength, we speak peace, we speak encouragement to all those mothers who are struggling with the pressures of today. And Lord, we just want to cry out, Lord God, that they will have wisdom for the choices and the priorities, Lord, that they need to, to, to have. Lord, and again, we declare that children in our nations will experience the godly discipline of the fathers, balanced with the nurture of the mothers, that as God's people cry out to you, you will provide for every void. And just as I was praying that, I think, you know, we only have to do our part. We only have to do the bit that God asks us to do. And then he just comes into agreement behind us, you know, and he, he opens up the next, the next step. But Lord, we speak special grace upon the, the single parents of today. Lord, we just decree, we declare authority based upon love and respect will be re-established within homes, within our land. And I don't know how many of you, and I'm sorry, I'm going a little bit quicker because when I try to slow down, it, it feels so sort of uh, <laughs> um, just lifeless. But 
I hope that's all right, Suzanne. But many of us have children who are vulnerable in our families for one reason or another, or we know of children who are vulnerable for one reason or another. But we just declare perfect love casts out all fear. So, Lord, we just declare the truth of your gospel, the love, Lord, of the Father, the power of the gospel, Lord, will release, Lord, a move of your spirit that will, Lord, touch these children and that they will come to know you deeply and personally from a young age. And Lord, even over children who are suffering from autism, dyslexia, ADHD, and all the issues that relate to those things, we declare even now that they will be surrounded by love. Now and in the future, that they will be surrounded by those who accept them at home, in school, and every arena of their lives that they will grow up in acceptance, confidence, and peace that will overwhelm all the fears and the anxieties. And Lord, we bless children who are vulnerable in our communities and our lands for whatever reason, with safety, with protection, with provision of shelter, of food, and of love. And now Psalm 145.4 just says, generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and more of your glory. And so, Lord, we declare in this day across the parents, Lord, the grandparents, and all of those who have responsibility for children, whether they're, they're foster parents or teachers, Lord, that they will have an ability to connect with young people that will reach across the generational divides. And Lord, that they will have an ability to touch them and to impart emotionally and spiritually truth, truth according to your word and the value of a human being and of life. And so just as we end, I just want to declare as the family unit is reaffirmed and re-established, irrespective of our ethnicity or social background, or depending on the nations we're in, it will vary, but even of religion, children will grow strong and secure in their God-given identity. Lord God, and that includes sexuality, gender issues, and spiritually too. The God-given identity, and they will become those who carry God's heart, his life, and his kingdom values. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Barry. I hand back to you. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne, so much. It's, a, it's such a wide and emotive area, but such an important area in the eyes of the Most High. 
And so I think it, uh, it would be good if you can orchestrate that, Chanel, to put us into breakout rooms for 10 minutes that uh, we, we've got. I did put up on the chat the areas that we could bring, but let the Holy Spirit lead you but to, to be looking at the various areas within our own jurisdiction, really. We appreciate nations have very similar problems in so many regards, but you'll know better from your own locations, your own families, your own Christian families. And it's, it's so clear that the enemy hate, well, he hates um, uh, Christians. We know he hates uh, all of the creation of the Lord Most High, but he just wants to see that uh, Christian marriages in particular are destroyed. And that's, uh, I think, such an important area that there is that understanding and that resilience and that taking the authority as we started with that the Lord has given to us that we will defeat all of these realms in the heavenly places as we are seated with our Lord Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. So if you could put us into breakout rooms for 10 minutes, Chanel, that would be great. That, it just goes so quickly, doesn't it? Perhaps we could have extended a bit. But so thank, thank everybody for obviously your willingness to enter into such a, an important and wide uh, subject. So, Margaret, can we call upon you for the, the second song? Is that within your, <laughs> your fingertips? This just again is a, a reminder of um, of our heavenly Father and His His fatherhood for us. Bless you. Thank you, Margaret, so much for facilitating that. So perfect in all of His ways, and we're called to be a reflection, aren't we, of our our Father? As Jesus said, "I only do the things." I saw my father do and only speak the things my father spoke and we're called to be in his likeness. So by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, let's I call on fathers throughout the nations of this world to project that reflection of Father God. So thank you all for joining today. Just a, a final um, prayer. So, Father God, as we enter the final hours of the last days, we want to thank you for the spirit of faith, for the workings of miracles, for signs and wonders, gifts and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit, and power to be in strong operation. Oh, Father, would you let believers throughout this globe be unified to stand strong by faith in Jesus the anointed one and his anointing, that your glory may be revealed in all the earth. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, Yeshua, that these requests will come to pass. And we believe we receive this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Even our, our friendly parrot there with Bella. <laughs> But so I think we've, we're coming we're coming up fairly shortly to the hour. So thank you again, Chanel, for for hosting us and drawing us um, into this time. And just we just speak a blessing over every one of you in the Global Watch family and over your own families, your children, your grandchildren, 
and perhaps even great-grandchildren. We haven't quite got there yet, but we're expecting. So, uh, but bless you and, and thank you again for being a part of um, the UK. And thank you um, for um, what you brought us, Eleanor and Suzanne, today. It's so much appreciated um, all that you do and being a part of the team. And it is, it's a team effort. It's not um, in any way, shape or form a one-man band effort. So bless you all. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Eleanor. <laughs>